Luke Walton Talks Lakers is presented by Big Baller Brand. LeVar spoke Lonzo to the Lakers into existence, and now we're speaking this sponsorship into existence. Big Baller Brand, stay in your lane. Big Baller Brands is not affiliated with Luke Walton Talks Lakers, nor is Luke Theodore Walton, head coach of the Los Angeles Lakers, to be conflated with Luke Francis Walton, co-host of the show and member of the band Fond. This is Luke Walton Talks Lakers. I'm Jonathan Gilly, and joining us, as always, from our studio in Los Angeles, it's Luke Coach Walton. What up, Coach? What's up, John? We have a winning record. That's what's up. Hell yeah, we There's do. There's some guy on Twitter, I don't know who he is, but he's been posting every single day that the Kings have a better record than the Lakers today. And I was ready to at him, and before I did, uh-huh. he actually posted, like, the Kings and the Lakers have the same record today. Ha. Combo breaker. So, uh, you know, I, I give the guy credit for, for being there when it's good and when it's bad. Lakers are eighth in the West. It's true. We're going to the playoffs, baby. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I want to thank all of our followers. Please subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play Music, Spotify, the new Google... Oh, my God. The new Google Podcast app or wherever you get your podcasts. If you're enjoying the pod, please share it with your friends and please throw us a five star, especially on iTunes. And uh, check us out on social media at www.LukeWaltonTalksLakers.com. Thank you, Luke. So, Luke, let's jump into a quick round of in or out. Thanks. So, first in or out. The uh, the new Lakers City Edition Magic Johnson jerseys. Out. Yeah, I'm out. I'm 100 percent out. out on these. Don't buy the hype. Uh, no. Um. All right, Luke. Next, in or out? LeBron James should be on the floor in the final two minutes of close games. <laughs> what kind of a question is that? I'm in. <laughs> I mean. I mean, that was a trolley question. I mean, as well, but we're gonna yeah. we're gonna investigate that one a little bit more. In a minute. Yeah, okay, okay. Uh, all right, next one in or out? Contavious Caldwell Pope, aka the Prodigal Son, has returned, and we should welcome him back. He has gotten out of his personal prison. Yeah, yeah, I'm in. Welcome back, KCP. Not to the starting lineup, but welcome him back to the rotation. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in. I'm, I'm happy to see uh, KCP like playing <laughs> basketball again <laughs> for the twelve million dollars we pay him. Um, all right, in or out? Kyle Kuzma is oh. our greatest liability and our greatest strength. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he's not our greatest liability. He can be a liability, but. I think that he's actually around the rim. He's the guy that I count on second to or third to LeBron, JaVale. Who is our greatest liability? Rondo. What? (laughs) That seems made up. (laughs) The first name he thought of. I was jacking that up just you, like Rondo's three-point shot. If you had said Lance Stevenson, shot. I would have been like, oh, <laughs> no, okay, that's, yeah, that's That's, that's who point. I should have said. I know, but Lance, okay, Lance hasn't been playing Why as many, you like, key minutes. Why are wagging dongle at me? <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's one of the iPhone yeah, connectors that converts. Well, I, I can't lose oh, this okay, thing. So you just have to keep it in your hand? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this thing is so crucial. Otherwise, I have to bring two pairs of headphones oh, to work. God and who forbid. wants to do that? <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> Rondo, okay, Rondo plays like substantial minutes. He uh sometimes in the fourth quarter like and and I think that he is a both offensive and defensive liability and should not be closing tight All games. Right. Okay. Not to say that he shouldn't be on the squad and shouldn't be playing 20 minutes a game. But I think that he is our greatest liability towards the end of a game because he gets an open look mm. and he just will pass up on it. And he doesn't his his shot clock awareness, okay. which I think is weird as a well, point the, guard. The fourteen seconds like thing there. is throwing off all the old players. 
Uh, LeBron's yeah, been getting screwed that, up that by it. Sense. Rondo's been getting screwed up by it. I love it, but the yeah, older players are having a hard sense. time with it. Right. Lon, uh, Lonzo loves yes. it. I love it. I think it's great. I think it's amazing. Like, like it yeah. almost it almost worked against us in a couple games. But despite that, mm-hmm. I still think it's great that you can't just get an offensive rebound and milk another 24 seconds off the clock at the end of a game. Yeah, exactly. It makes the end of games really exciting. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I'm in on this. I do think that Kyle Kuzma is our greatest liability. Wow. All right. We're going to have to talk uh, about that one. But I just want to say one thing on the Rondo point about closing out games. Yeah. I've been, I've been uh-huh. texting you about this, being like, why is he on the court? Yeah. Um, Lakers film room actually said some stuff this afternoon mm-hmm. about how Luke has been uh, switching the way that he wants pick and rolls played on defense. Mm. And that okay. when he does that, Rondo and Lonzo have different skill sets that they are better at. And like okay. Lonzo is better at fighting, uh, going over the screen and Lonzo is better at going, yeah. uh, Rondo is better at going under the screen. And that the okay. way that they, that those two play with JaVale and with Chandler uh, uh-huh. fits better depending on which which of those they're doing. Interesting. And I, I I was thinking that the reason why Rondo was in was to like help Chandler understand the that offense. That was the case for the first game. Okay. But I don't know if it's been the case since then. Yeah. Um, all right. Next one. Uh, last one. In or out, LeBron James called James Jones who is the GM of the Suns and his, his longtime friend and former teammate, and asked him to buy out Tyson Chandler sooner than James Jones was planning. I'm out on the phone call, <laughs> but I'm in on the conspiracy. I don't, think, I don't think LeBron is leaving any trail, but I'm in on so this. What, so then how's he doing it? Like WhatsApp? He's like WhatsApp and messaging him or something? Yeah, I could see that. I could see a WhatsApp and it's just emojis, but like oh. Jones gets the picture. It, it's like it's like money sign, like shield emoji, arrow, wave, yeah. something and, like that. And maybe it's like, hey man, you gotta go see Ty Sun play <laughs> in his high school debut. <laughs> okay. Uh I'm in on this as well. I, I think I think whether it was direct or indirect, I think that like there was some favors called in here. Um, all right. So that closes out in or out. So Luke, uh, last time we talked, uh, Alex was with us. The Lakers were four and five and we're in the process of getting blown out by the Raptors. Yeah, a franchise record blown out in the single uh, quarter. It was the worst. 41 points, right? History. Something like that was. It? Yeah. Till it's like 17. Yeah. Um, so and at at the end by the end of our podcast they were four and six, um, they had a chance though at the very end for that they game, did, which is what makes that first quarter really frustrating. Also, Kawhi wasn't exactly. playing though, so let's not. But right, neither right, was Tyson right. Chandler. <laughs> I I mean, with Serge Ibaka going yeah, for that, twenty points fair. in the that's first fair. half, he would have made a big difference. I mean, yeah. Um, so today we are seven and six after riding Tyson Chandler's defensive intensity to a three-game winning streak. Uh, And just Mm -hmm. for some points of reference, we're currently third in the league in pace, 11th in offense, and 17th in defense. So just like reflecting on all of of the things I just said, how are you feeling today about the season, the team, the roster, kind of where we've been, where we're going? Uh, So Tyson Chandler, we predicted would be a, a big deal as I think most did. I don't know if anybody foresaw him being the key piece in back-to-back games for victory with you literally take him out and there's no game-winning block. We're 4 and 9. We're there's, 4 and 9 right now. Yeah, without him. It's a completely completely different yeah. narrative. Um so he he's not going to show up on the box score. Like a lot of people will. I mean, JaVale is going to show up on the box score far, far more. But in terms of like a key addition, it does not get better than that. So it's crazy to say. But um, also interesting on the defensive end, I thought we were going to be a switching team. Um, but now that we have two big guys that kind of drop back and look to alter shots around the rim... I feel like we're playing kind of a more of a traditional defense. And I think that that's helping some. Yeah. Of the guys. We've been playing more of a drop defense, uh, which is yeah. interesting. Cause that's 
like a lot of people give Tibbs a lot of shit because he ran amazing drop defenses back in the day. And people have said that he mm-hmm. hasn't really kept up with the times. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that this may actually be a successful strategy for us. But I know, go yeah. figure. And also, like, who would have thought that the Lakers were going to have like a shot blocking big man in at all points? Not, not me. Of a game. Mm. Not me at all. So, um, I, I mean, I do think it's important to note that. Let's see, of, of these first games, uh, mm-hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, eight, maybe nine. Eight or nine mm-hmm. of these uh, of these first 11 uh, have been against like presumed playoff teams. Yeah, and and even like the ones that you would write off, like the Kings nobody saw them rolling like no they're they they score a ton of points so like yeah yeah and they're really fast so and even and even like talking like trey young like he had a great game against us last night on the hawks so like that was a team that people were making fun of kings too were like making fun of before the yeah. season and they weren't even capable yeah so i just think if we if we think about this if we think about look it's a whole new team totally new team lebron lance javel now Tyson, Rondo, those are guys who are playing a lot of combined minutes together. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if you take that and then you consider the fact that eight of our 11 games are against presumed playoff teams or, or at least borderline playoff teams. Uh, and then you factor in that over the course of the first month of the season, we've already had three back to backs. That's so wild. That's going to pay off later. Right? I, I actually think that if you if you told, you know, a random non-Lakers fan all of those stats and said, hey, mm-hmm. like, you know, five of your main rotation guys are brand new and have never played together, playing eight playoff teams, three back-to-backs over the course of a month, uh, and your team is seven and six, are you satisfied with that outcome? I think most people say yes. Like, am I thrilled with it? No, you know, but but am I satisfied mm-hmm. with, with it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially in the Western Conference, yeah. Um, yeah. I actually feel like pretty good about where the team is today, and 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 I think 17th in defense, I'm I'm happy with, and that's gonna climb, with with Chandler on yeah. there, it's gonna climb, and I think that the guys are starting to understand each other's tendencies a little bit more, and so we're seeing that play out defensively. Just I mean, I don't know. We'll we'll talk about individual <laughs> players a little bit more in depth, but yeah. I've got hope. I've got hope. I do too. So speaking about individual players, let's start with the King. Uh, LeBron James, hashtag not clutch this year. <laughs> uh, so I want to read some stats to you and I want to read a quote and I kind of want to get your take on, on what you think is going on with, with Bron Bron. So in the last two minutes of crunch time this season, he is shooting 30.8% uh, on field goals. He's shooting 12.5% from three. And here's the worst one. He's shooting Mm 62.5% from the free throw line. Man. Uh, In a a recent uh, interview that he did, um, uh, I think it was right after we lost to the Raptors. Um, he, uh, he He was asked about you know, like kind of the, how hard it was and whatever. And he said, quote, I haven't changed anything outwardly, but you know me, you know how I am. I almost cracked last week. I had to sit back and remind myself, expletive, you knew what you were getting yourself into. Quote, this process has been good for me. I just have to continue being patient. What do you th- what do you think is going like given the fourth quarter struggle or the last two minute struggles I just said and kind of where he is with, with apparently almost cracking a couple weeks into the season? <laughs> this is why I asked the, the, the question on in or out. Should he be out there? So uh, what are yeah, your okay. thoughts around sort of LeBron right now? Um, I think that he's he's in a weird situation because he's kind of playing the Kobe role. And that's not what he should be doing with the, especially with this team. I, like everybody's just kind of clearing out and watching him in the fourth. 
And that's like, it's freaking bizarre. Yeah, we're I, losing our lead so because, because we're just watching him try to close games. And it's like, he's, he's one of the greatest players of all time, but he's not the greatest scorer of all time, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be a different story. It'd be a different story if he was different. If he was MJ, if he was Kobe, even if it was like Damian Lillard. It's like, okay, I get it. I get it. Clear out. But LeBron, he's all about drawing people in and kicking out. And if you're not allowing like him to use that gravity, he's going to be out of rhythm. He's going to jack up weird shots. He's going to feel frustrated because he's like everyone's just saying, now win the game, LeBron. We don't know what to yeah. do. So I could see how that would make yeah, you Yeah, Stu keeps like, getting hot about there being no movement. <laughs> that they yeah, just it, give it, him the ball, and they, right. they spread to the corners, and that's it. Um. I also think it's interesting. I, I don't think he's trying hard at all right now. Like, yes, at all, which is miraculous because he's scoring like 27 points a game. Like he, right. He's like a couple uh-huh. rebounds and a couple assists away from averaging a triple double, which uh-huh. speaks to his greatness. But he is like yeah. sleepwalking through these games. He is taking possessions off on both sides. Very, I know. There, there were a couple of times in the last game where he just didn't run back to the other side of the court. Uh-huh. He was just like, y'all uh-huh. can take it. I'll I'll be over here yeah. whenever we get the ball back. Yeah. Um. So it's a little bit miraculous to me that one, we're still in these games despite him not giving a shit, and mm-hmm. t- two, that like, uh, that he still has so much more he can give when he's so easily apparently scoring all these points. But, um, I guess the the other thing that's interesting to me is, and I think you talked about this before, which is that he is just jacking up these like Steph Curry threes. And it's, it's so and I mean, he's actually been shooting pretty well in November. Certain, certain spots. He's, he's, he can, he's got distance from like that elbow Steph Curry. From like the logo (laughs) from the Staples Center. But like not straight, not straight ahead. No, no. It's, it's like the slight angle. Yeah. The slight angle. He's got a really short or a really shallow arc on his shot. It's really bizarre. Um, but what's funny is that he, what, like he is, probably one of the greatest driver driving forwards of all time. Yes. And I think because he doesn't trust his free throw shooting right now, and maybe mm-hmm. because he doesn't want to give up his body at this point in the season, he's just uh-huh. not doing it to close these games out. And it's a little frustrating as a fan because like I've watched him close out so many playoff games where they just yes. give him the ball. He puts his shoulder down, he gets to the rim he usually gets the basket, but definitely gets the foul, right? And, uh-huh. he, and he's just not doing that. Now, it's not playoffs, right? We're 11 games into the season, so maybe he's just trying to take it easy. But Well, that, that's funny because, like, I didn't watch a lot of LeBron pre, like, December <laughs> in the regular season, you know? Like, this is kind of new, I think, to a lot of Laker that's fans, fair. too. That's fair. I do not have any experience watching LeBron in the fall. <laughs> So, like, what we expect is, like, the playoff run that he had last year. It's like, oh, my God, you could win any game you want to, and he can. Just, he can win any game it. that he wants to. No. And and there are moments where all of a sudden he clears, like, the entire court in, like, a millisecond. Yeah, you're like, you're like whoa, how, how are you that, that fast? He had, a, he, had a lob, yeah, he, had a, he had a lob dunk like that where he got yes. from half court in a split second, and Lonzo pitched it up for him perfectly. Mm-hmm. He also had a possession... So, uh, Tyson Chandler, when Tyson Chandler like went to the ground, he like dove out of bounds towards the baseline to to maintain the the possession. Right. Mm-hmm. And then LeBron took the ball down court and it actually kind of made me mad. He did like a little like loop-de-doop, like ball fake, spun it around behind his back, did like a did like a hop step and then like kind of did like an around the world layup and missed. And on one hand, it was it was the clearest evidence yet that he just does not care right now. <laughs> but it also kind of pissed me off because like Tyson Chandler just gave up his body against yeah, the Hawks yeah. on the second night of a back to back. And LeBron's out there just like, you know, acting like it's an and one mixtape or something and like not not giving any shit about. OK, OK. Yeah, let's. Part of the reason why we have such high turnover numbers, too, is that LeBron is going for highlight passes. <laughs> yes. Only highlight passes. Yes. No look, just like zip them in. <laughs> yeah. 
as many if there are if there are six legs i'm gonna bounce pass that's like the it's like how, can, can I, I feed it through there no i didn't he gets no. a couple of them that kuzma pass he does where kuzma yeah. was cutting uh cutting from the strong side on the baseline they mm-hmm. showed they showed an, a camera angle that was basically from Le- lebron's point of view at no mm-hmm. point in time was kuzma open including <laughs> when he caught the ball like Crazy. I, that that level of vision is insane to me like he we're going to talk about kuzma mm-hmm. uh I guess we can talk about him next since I brought him up. He yeah, clearly sure, has see. a level of trust with, with Kuzma for, for some reason. Yes. Uh, because otherwise, he, he wouldn't make passes like that. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Any last thoughts on LeBron before we move on to Kuz? Um, I think if he wants to take plays off, just go to the bench. Like, play less minutes. I don't get it. Whatever. He gets stronger. <laughs> yeah, he gets stronger playing more. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Go figure. Go figure. Um, I sent you a, a text. I was like, hey, I think if we're way up in this game, I think we're only going to see like 20 minutes of LeBron. And as mm-hmm. soon as I sent that, our like 12 point lead evaporated and he basically played the rest of the yeah, game. Yeah. And I was like, oh, God, that's yeah, what yeah. I get. Um, all right, so Kuzma. So again, I put in our in or out that Kuzma is our greatest liability. So here's here's my take on Kuzma. Uh, he is a high variance shooter. So there are games where he shoots really well, and there are games where he shoots terribly. Uh, no consistency. Yeah. He is our worst defender by every measure. Uh, out of our like main rotation guys, right? I'm not talking about Svi okay. and Beasley and. Zubats, mm-hmm. but of our main rotation guys, by every metric, he's our worst defender. Uh, there are mm-hmm. stories every game of the other team doing everything they can do to switch their best score onto Kuz. Uh, mm-hmm. Jimmy Butler did it. Um, McCollum did it. Uh, it happened again the other night against I think Derrick Rose. Like it's it it is becoming a mm-hmm. trend that teams are trying to. Uh, uh, the Kings. Um, Who's the Kings guard who had like five threes in a row? Oh, um, the one that uh, De'Aaron Fox. De'Aaron Fox. Fox. Uh, De'Aaron Fox was doing everything he could to get switched on to Kuz. Um, and so with that, he also there's a clear difference between his splits at home uh, and away. So at home he's he's like high like high thirties, uh, and mm-hmm. on the road he's like mid mid twenties. So anyway, that is my take on Kuz, and it's a little frustrating because they're, they're, we have a guy like Hart who actually shoots 50% on the road this season and is like a 42% wow. three-point shooter on the year and is a better defender at power forward than Kyle Kuzma is. <laughs> it's true. But though. everyone talks about Kuz like he's the, the next all-star and whatever. So you're the mm-hmm. one who said he's not our greatest liability. I think you feel a little more strongly about him than I do on the, on the, on the positive side. What, what mm-hmm. do you have to say about my Kyle Kuzma take? Um, I think that right now he is better at playing off ball than Brandon Ingram. I agree with you. Um, I don't, I, I don't know if that's going to last, but I, I think that when you have ball dominant guys, like when, when LeBron is playing the point, that's where I think Kuzma has, the best value offensively and i agree his defense isn't great but in terms of like out on the open court uh in transition like he might be i don't know not our best but one of our best guys to have the ball like up the middle or at least to like be there with like the braun driving or lonzo driving or something like that like he is a reliable finisher he's thicker than ingram so he's able to fight um, and, and like, yeah, he is a high variance shooter, but on those nights where he is feeling it, um, like he can turn a game on his own. Yeah. So I don't know. It's hard. It's hard for me to call him a liability. I, he's just, he's kind of got a Jekyll and Hyde thing going and he's situational. So, you know? so, okay. So I, I agree with basically everything you said. I also still think that my points still stand. And I think it, that if, yeah, if you I, were, if you were to, to say like what type of player he is. He's a guy who should be coming off the bench. Yeah, you're right. Right? You're like right. when you when you think Ideally, about yes. like your bench guys, it's like it's okay if they're not great defenders because they're not up against the other team's best offensive players. You want guys yes. who can come in and be a spark. Typically bench players are better at home than they are on the road. 
Uh, they're mm-hmm. they're guys you can ride when they're hot, and then you can let them off. You know, sit them a little more when they're cool. Uh, they're also people. Mm-hmm. This is what Kuzma's best at: who don't need plays called for them to score. Yep. Right, which allows them when yep. they are hot to be injected into more of the starting lineups as the game progresses. And then they mm-hmm. don't mess up the sets. Like they don't mess up the flow because they can still get their game. They can still get their shots, right? He can just operate on the mm-hmm. baseline. No one needs to call a play for him. And he's still going to score 15 points a game. Right. Right. So uh, we're going to keep jumping around here. We want to talk about uh, at least one other guy, but I just want to talk lineups real quick. So I have a, I have a take. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, no. We need to get to this guy first. So let's let's just okay. put that in the parking lot. That's where yeah. I'm at. I think the coup should be coming off yeah. the bench, but I'm not going to say mm-hmm. who who should be spot right. for. So, cool. uh, real quick, Tyson Chandler. Mm-hmm. Um, we already like praised his defensive effort. Anything else like mm-hmm. X's and O's that you, as Coach Walton, on this podcast would like to say about what Tyson? brings to the team some good moving screens Ooh, yeah he he is such a hard screener yeah so he, okay that's all yeah <laughs> and rebounding i mean he's he's really good at getting tips which i, I think is really important because we have we okay this is this is the key that somebody like alonzo lebron even kuzma like they are Kuzma not as much, but like they're better long rebounders, like especially yeah. Lonzo. He's got a really good nose for the ball, but he's not as good when he's like mixing it up with the bigs. So when somebody like Chandler is able to volleyball it up, Lonzo is, I, I think we're going to continue to see his uh, rebound numbers rise as he's on the court at the same time as Chandler. And I think that we see more of that than JaVale because Chandler is smarter. I, I <laughs> Is that the right Just word? Say more experience, <laughs> savvier, savvier. He's, he has more uh, oxygen, more highly oxygenated blood. I've been seeing a lot of and uh, albuterol puffs by Javale mid-game, <laughs> like a lot. I've never seen that before in my I life. I mean, every time I've ever taken albuterol, it says take once every four hours. <laughs> <laughs> He's and like, it's actually pop, pop, once pop, every pop, four pop. to six. <laughs> How many puffs? Uh, two, but I also weigh like a hundred pounds less than he does. My lung capacity <laughs> is is probably a third of his. So, uh, although, hey, listen, they were playing in a really smoky uh, Kings Arena. Okay, all right. Because this is yeah. a downside. That Kings that's Arena is really it's like indoor outdoor. They've got these huge garage doors that open up, and that's how everyone comes in and out. Huh. And it has That's been cool. very smoky in Northern California. Um, yes. And Diana pointed it out, uh, my my wife, Diana, for the listeners, uh, she's from Sacramento. We were watching the game together. And at the start of the game, she pointed out, she's like, oh, man, it's really smoky in there. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's just from, like, the pyrotechnics and the, the smoke from fog machines. And, and then immediately after I said that, Stu Lance was like, there's a lot of smoke in here from the fires. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we're going to be watching JaVale's Minutes. There was a there was a big headline that was like LeBron wasn't a hundred percent for the last game, whatever. And I click on it, it's like I had a little headache because of the smoke. <laughs> it's like thanks, clickbait. The the Chargers and the Raiders played in Oakland uh, yesterday, and uh-huh. it it was you know I I live in the East Bay. It was very smoky here, mm-hmm. and uh, mm-hmm. they were handing out respirators like the you know paper ones for every Whoa. single fan yeah, in attendance, yeah. but they still played uh-huh. the game. Um, mm-hmm. and my favorite part was that after the game, the chargers won 20 to six, every charger player that was interviewed was asked about the smoke. And they all said the same thing. It had no effect. Every Raider player was asked about the smoke and every one of them was like, Oh, it had a big impact on my performance. today." <laughs> <laughs> Selective smoke inhalation. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing we want to talk about with Tyson Chandler is this James Jones conspiracy. Yes. Could you could you uh let the listeners in on the long form? Yes. So uh ba- basically LeBron and James Jones go way back. So uh James Jones is a longtime teammate of LeBron's from in both Miami and in Cleveland. Uh and he is now the interim 
GM of the Phoenix Suns. And a quote from a league source to ESPN is, was, quote, James did LeBron a solid. A solid. Yeah. Uh, and then when asked about this, LeBron said that it was Chandler who benefited the most. He said, quote, he, meaning Chandler, he deserves all the credit. He was very instrumental. He did right by Tyson as a veteran. So, or sorry. So that was, that was about uh, James Jones speaking about Tyson. So James Jones deserves all the credit. James Jones was very instrumental. James Jones did right by Tyson as a veteran. I, I think this is a real Thanks, thing. Bro. Thanks, bro. Like that, it's a real. It, like I, I think that they were gonna buy out Tyson Chandler. That was for sure gonna happen. It was just a matter of mm-hmm. when. And so that's why I actually don't think that this is terribly nefarious. Yeah. No, it's like it's like Pau Gasol for Kwame Brown. <laughs> <laughs> like territory. <laughs> Not morally gray. Like. Yeah, you know, they ended up getting uh, Marcus all yeah. out of that. It's like, okay, yeah, it worked out for both yeah. sides. There, there was a little... I mean, there was, there was a, little there was a period of time where it looked really imbalanced, but now it's fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I definitely think that, that, that this is a thing. Um, I mean, if the Suns get Zion, God help us all. Man, that guy. He, like, I saw, like, a comparison of his his physical size mm-hmm. and stature to like LeBron and Gronk and some other, he's, he's a monster <laughs> and he's got like, he's got like a 40 inch vertical. Crazy. He's yeah. He's a f- literal freight train. Um, I don't know what his parents fed him, but all children should be fed. That. <laughs> <laughs> you want I want, I want like a race of, Superhumans. I want everyone to look like a superhero. Uh, wouldn't we all be better off if we were all, you know, 6, 10, 280 no. pounds with no. a 40 inch vertical? <laughs> nope. Think about oh, the environmental know, know, impact. We're all we eating entire. Eat so much food. There's <laughs> a level of farm a day. You have like a, you'd be, you'd be given a ration of like one cow per day. <laughs> oh god um all right so next person i want to talk about and then we're gonna then we're gonna talk about lineups and then we'll get on to uh more some more league stuff before we get out uh is kcp i just have one stat for you and, and, and some anecdotal evidence um kcp is shooting 37 and a half percent from three over the last three games and my anecdote is that I have seen Josh Hart pass up an open three to give KCP mm-hmm. a shot at a three at least four times in the last three mm-hmm. games. Mm-hmm. Maybe Josh Hart is just a really good teammate. I think that this is very much planned and, and uh, intentional on Luke's part. Like I think that Luke knows that for this team to actually be as good as it can be, they need... KCP to, or at least for them to be able to trade him for something later, they need him to be the three and D guy that they're paying. Yes, absolutely. And he, uh, he needs to get back to at least close to his career average. Um, not his career average. He got back <laughs> at least close to what he was shooting, um, shooting last season. Cause, uh, last season he was 38.3 from three. Yeah. His career average, his career average though, is thirty four. Yeah. So we we he has got to be above thirty six for him to really be pulling his weight. Just because he he doesn't really mix it up inside. Um, like we need we have plenty of guys that know how to get to the rim. We need people to space it, and that's what KCP has got to do yep. offensively. The interesting thing is that he actually didn't play that many minutes in the last couple games. So he played basically 13, 17 and a half, and 16 minutes. Um, mm-hmm. Which, I guess the, the, the nice thing there is that I, I think that that points to that it's not that we're just putting him out on the court and telling him to figure it out. I, 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 think, it, I think we're actually seeing him kind of move back to, towards his averages. 
mm-hmm. which is nice. I, I'm glad that we're not having to put him yeah. on the court for too long. No, I believe that. I believe that. And, and uh, by the end of the season, the Rockets won't be the 10th team in the West. The Kings won't, won't be ha- tied for eight. Won't have ever. a better. No. And uh, KCP will at least be shooting over 35%. I think I can make that bold <laughs> prediction. Uh, I hope you're right. The question is whether he'll be shooting over 35% for the Lakers or someone else. I'm cool with either. <laughs> I, I, I've heard people talk about his relationship with Clutch and LeBron as, as being the equivalent yeah. of a no-trade clause. Yeah, I get that. I get that. So as long as he's performing, I, I don't mind. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so with that, I want to talk, talk a little about lineups. So here's, here's, my, here's my belief, and this is... I've been waiting yeah, for I, this. I teased you for it. So I don't think that Kyle Kuzma should be in the starting lineup. I think that the guy who should be in the starting lineup is Contavious Caldwell Pope. Whoa. I called for us to cut this guy like two weeks ago. I fully realized that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sweet. I I still think that the best version of this team has Uh him in the starting lineup playing as as we think he should be, like being a good perimeter defender, Mm -hmm. being a solid three-point shooter. I think that like LeBron still needs some consistent three point shooting around him, and Kuzma's not yeah. consistent. That that's the that's the problem. Uh, he also is mm-hmm. not a great defender. Also, right now with the way the lineup is set up, we basically have Brandon Ingram playing as a shooting guard, and I think he's yes. been a little bit out of position with with Kuzma on the yeah, floor, and I think that that's been affecting yeah. his offensive game. And mm-hmm. I love the idea of us having Rondo Kuzma Hart. Lance and Chandler all coming yeah. off the bench. Yeah. That's a really, really solid B squad. That that, that's probably better that than the Atlanta Hawks starting five. Yeah, I'd say so. Up and yeah. down. <laughs> like, if it, because, like, and especially at home, if Kuz is hot, like, and I'm not saying uh, that we need to play KCP a lot of minutes. Right, like let him let him okay. live in that like fifteen minutes a game realm if he's if he's able to to shoot well in that right if he's if he's gonna shoot like mm-hmm. seven or eight threes and make close to forty percent of them in that amount of time that's great that's great yeah. right because then we can swap in Hart we can swap in um, KCP or uh, Kuzma so that's my crazy thought about the lineup how how are you feeling about lineups these days. So, yeah, I I agree with you about Ingram and the fit uh, at shooting guard. Unfortunately, I think he fits better at point. I agree. Um, and he still struggles off ball. Uh, he does. He still struggles off ball. He shouldn't. But I think that part of it might be because he's competing with Kuzma off ball, who is playing really well in that role. And so it's kind of like you have two guys that are trying to do the same yeah. thing. And uh, Kuzma is just being a little bit more aggressive, and I and I think that it's messing with Ingram's head too. He's he's taking some weird shots because I think he's seeing his usage go down and trying to like prove to the guys that like he's aggressive and he's like trying to create opportunities for himself. Uh, and he's a more do- ball dominant player uh, than a lot of the guys on the squad. So yeah, I I think that you either you I think that at this point we have to make a decision. As much as it hurts me to be wrong about the starting lineup, um, to either you know, either go Ingram or Kuz at least to start the game, um, and I I agree with you about Kuz's defensive liability, and I think that that could really get us into trouble against better teams. So yeah, I hear that. the 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 one that's harder for me to take though is I I I think that Hart has really earned those minutes. And so, yeah, if, if he's not starting, I think that Hart should still be playing a good chunk. What, why do you think that Hart is better served? Is it, the, is it like the way that he fits with guys like Kuz and Rondo? Because I think he fits well with Lonzo. I think that they have a good, they're both more motion type. Uh, yeah, I, 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 do, I do agree with that. I think that what's nice about Hart is that you can basically sub him in mm-hmm. for anyone. Okay. 
Okay. Like you you can literally sub him in for a power forward. Yeah. And he'll yeah. he'll he'll work his ass off on defense. Yeah. Um okay. So I guess and I guess that's a fair point. So I actually I would actually be okay saying that it should be Hart starting and not KCP. I guess my point mm-hmm. is more that I think we need to have more of a traditional shooting guard yeah. starting these games and, and sort of playing that yeah. starter's role. It's not about who actually like kicks off that. the first five minutes of a game, but it's it's that role. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that could yeah. be Hart. That could be Hart. But I want to see KCP mm-hmm. get his his time in the rotation. Yeah, yeah. And I I think I'm I think I'm starting to understand your picture here because that would mean that Hart, so Hart would be your monkey yes. wrench. You throw him in when you need him. You save the energy, let him kind of feel out the way that the game is flowing, and then have him come in and be a difference yes. maker. And if someone is struggling, right. someone is uh-huh. having a hard time with their matchup, whatever, just yeah, put Hart in there. Like he's gonna shoot well. Mm-hmm. LeBron's gonna kick it to him. He's gonna play hard on defense. He's not going to yes. make mistakes. Mm-hmm. And then you also would create a second unit where everybody's a really hard yeah. worker. We'd have a nasty second unit. Yeah, I, like even like like Lance is trying really hard. Sometimes like, too the hard. Hardest he's ever tried in his career. <laughs> yeah. It's hilarious. You don't know what you're going to get with him. Like he he's, uh, but but it, like knock him all we all we want like he's he's playing really hard he's giving everything he's got every single yeah. game same with Chan- chandler um obviously to <laughs> better effects game in game out so far um but yeah like you 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 stack the bench which is hard workers and i, I like so here's here's my other crazy question yeah could could we ever consider starting chandler over javale Yes. Do you think that that's going to be a real conversation at some point? I think it'll be matchup dependent. Okay. So kind of like what the Warriors did. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's a? Are there any matchups that come to mind where you're like, I would want a guy like Chandler out there? Spurs. Spurs. Yeah. Spurs. Uh, just like thinking of like, they're the most obvious one that we've already played. Minnesota. Um, Minnesota. Yeah. Pelicans. Maybe against once Davis. Once we get there. Not looking no. forward to that. Um, I mean, basically, like, and like even Portland, maybe tomorrow. Mm. I don't think we will, but he might be a decent option. He'll probably close the game yeah. again. Because as as Alex said, they're random cast white of big. white, white <laughs> Eastern <Yeah>. Europeans. <laughs> Chandler Chandler should be a good option against guys yeah. like them. Like he can definitely play. He can definitely do what Zubats was doing, and much better. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah, good question. That's that's an interesting thing to think about. Um, all right. So, just a couple NBA things that are that are funny that we want to talk about, and then we're going to end on a on a light subject. Um, so Jimmy Butler was traded to the Sixers. How about yeah. that? Is there a more memeable destination for him? No, I think it's hilarious that no. he he went from a team where he was struggling with these young guys mm-hmm. to a team with young guys who are literally 0% three-point shooters. Yes. He, he's going to be a hilarious locker room presence. What what do you think that his relationship with Markel Fultz is I don't think he's going to speak to him. Really? I think he's going to say, like, you will accrue sentences with me for every shot you make. Did you? Yeah. I mean, you. I sent you his free throw attempt tonight. Marco Fultz had a yeah. had a free throw attempt against the Heat tonight that looked like the Pump Charles fake. Barkley golf swing. <laughs> yeah, like the bigs all lurched forward. I love, I love free throw pump fakes. <laughs> I love them so much. <laughs> Did you see that Rondo got uh, someone to high five him? No, yeah. I missed it. Oh, it was really good. I'll back. find it and send it to you. But he finally, he yeah, finally got please. an opponent at the free throw line to high five him the other night. Oh uh, yeah, that's um, awesome. I mean, do you think that the Jimmy Butler trade makes sense for either team, for both teams? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think it's a pretty low, low risk thing, actually. Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'm i a little bored, to be honest. Like, I was hoping that it, somebody was going to gut their entire future to get uh, Jimmy Butler, and then he'd leave after a year. That's kind of <laughs> what I was hoping for. You mean the Rockets? Um, you mean the Rockets? You were hoping yeah, the Rockets Yeah, like the that. Rockets, yeah. Rockets or Miami, yeah. or, you know, I was hoping something silly yeah. would happen. Yeah, I mean, Sarge um, and, and Robert Covington are both good players. They got they yeah, got good value good for him. And no, this is... Yeah, and I actually think that for Sensible. the for the Sixers, like, hey, if it works, like they're a real title contender. Yeah, totally. And they and they have to do something like that to compete with. Uh, I mean, the the top tier of the East no. is not bad this year. So there's 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 like a, I think that a lot of people anticipated a smaller, like, field like Celtics, and Raptors, uh, uh, Raptors and like everybody yeah. else. Or, yeah. you know, something something the more Buc- along those lines. Bucks but I think serious. there's going to be a real battle. Bucks Sixers are serious. serious. And now I, I think that the 76, 76ers are really can take a leap here. I mean, and there's it's it's fun because, like, maybe this is what their locker room needs. Maybe they need that, you know, Mamba mentality kind of pressure to grow. Yeah. And if they don't, then maybe that's what um, Elton Brand, is he the GM now? Uh, I don't know. I think he is. I think you're right. Yeah. Maybe, like, I I feel like he's the kind of guy, like a former brand, yeah. all-star yeah. caliber, like, player. Um, Like, he, he, he probably wants to see if these guys will sink or swim. And a guy like Jimmy Butler, he knows will be an honest presence in that locker room, report back and tell him what's, what's uh, up. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, Jimmy Butler, I mean, if, if Markel Fultz, like, already has, like, a confidence issue... Jimmy Butler being mm-hmm. in the locker room is not going to help that because he'll yeah. make him feel like shit. Um, yeah, the other team in the East is the Pacers. Oladipo's good. Yeah. Last is. year was really not good. an aberration. No. Um, all right, so the other like kind of hilarious story right now is that apparently Carmelo Anthony is done in Houston. Some great numbers. Uh, I wish I, I wish I brought him up there. So that they're funny. gonna apparently he ranks number one in the league in in post ups. Yeah, no, post up really? efficiency, but they refuse to play him that way because that's not how they want to play basketball. Oh, um, that's so funny. But uh, so he he will you know likely be be bought out or waived, um, bought out and mm-hmm. waived. Um, there's a rumor that the Sixers would consider him picking consider picking him up. Uh, Manessis thinks that Alex Manessis thinks that Miami is the most likely destination for him. Uh, yeah. I, thankfully, we no longer have an open roster spot. Cut somebody and bring in oh, Carmelo. Oh, God, I would hate that so much. Um, <laughs> I know. What my favorite thing about this whole thing is, though, is that on Twitter, there are so many players who are like, mm-hmm. oh, you trying to make him the fall guy for... For your bad mm-hmm. season, like Dwayne Wade said something like that. CJ McCollum has said something. Like a, a few guys have said something like that. But yeah. none of them are then following it up by saying, I will try to get you on my roster. <laughs> so they're happy to defend him from afar, but no one is standing up and saying, I'll play with yeah. you. I want that yeah. guy on my team. I want to ride with him. Uh-huh. So... Uh-huh. I think we all knew this was going to happen. Yep. This is not surprising. I mean, I'm surprised, though, that, that uh, the Rockets have stalled um, this much in the beginning of the regular season. I, I knew that their defense was going to be worse. I knew that Carmelo was going to take a bunch of bad shots. Um, but turns out that those two <laughs> things are very important. Yeah. <laughs> also, D'Antoni's not as good of a coach as everyone no, thinks not. he is. And... Uh, here's here's my uh, thing. Daryl Morey's not as good of an executive as everyone thinks he is. Oh Swapping yeah, swapping Ariza yep. for Carmelo Anthony. Are you kidding me? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's terrible. That is mm-hmm. like indefensible. Daryl Morey. I and I, then the, the pot calling the kettle black thing. I, I actually know. think he's That's doing good. a pretty bad job right now. That that team is very like yeah. That team has been very up and down. They've had like great seasons followed by terrible seasons followed by great seasons with seemingly very similar rosters. It's an mm-hmm. odd team. 
It is. Um, all right. The last thing I want to talk about is this horrible city edition jersey. <laughs> I feel so bad because a lot of people like it, but no we're both way. so Who out likes on this. this. A lot of people like it. A lot of people like it. I see. That sounds on like a Trump thing. Many people like this jersey. Okay. Yeah. That's 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 true. I have not done. I've not done a poll <laughs> or any sort of official statistics. Um, I've just seen people like hyped about this ugly no ass way. thing. Uh, would you mind reading for us the quotes that they put out? What kind of voice? Uh, you know the voice that reads that that um after a team wins a championship, there's uh-huh. like a commercial that immediately plays oh, where yeah, it's like okay. your team just won the Super Bowl by the collector yeah. DVD. Right? Can you do that voice? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Gold accents, premium satin side panels, and an all-over pinstripe graphic which speaks to Magic's appreciation for fine tailored suits. (laughs) Celebrate the legacy of Magic Showtime's teams, his three MVPs, and his five rings. Beautiful. Thank you. Thanks. Um... We can stop there and tear this piece, tear this thing apart. <laughs> um, listen, gold is not supposed to be our accent color. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. is our primary and or secondary color. Yep. Right. Next, yep. satin. Yeah. <laughs> On a basketball jersey. That's silly. I don't think Satin has been on a basketball jersey since like Nelly was on the top of the charts. <laughs> right? Since Allen Iverson was in MVP discussions. Satin? You're does LeBron or does Magic like does he love Satin? Satin, because all my drawers are satin. Like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yep. Cause Sil- it's silky like I played basketball. <laughs> I can imagine him saying something kind of stupid like that. Yeah. We knew we were going to get into this kind of shit when Nike picked up the but jerseys. But the Kobe ones were so good. I know. And I, I will know, say, like, I I, it, we need to be fair. Those were great. Uh-huh. Those were great. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's understandable that we're not going to get those again. Right? The pinstripes, man. Yeah, well, do you want to tell everybody what the pinstripes say? Oh, it's so stupid. They, like, who, whose idea was it to, 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 like, write words in the pinstripes? Someone stripes? was trying way too hard. All right, so it said, Showtime, three-time, five-time. <laughs> Showtime, three-x, five-x. Yeah. What? All right, oh, over and over. It's 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 like a it's like a tacky um, wallpaper. Yeah. It is like mm. it's so bad. Yeah, and and okay, listen, which speaks to Magic's appreciation for <laughs> fine tailored suits. What does that have to do with him being <laughs> one of the greatest basketball players of all time? It reads like marketing copy that was edited on so many levels. I feel like they knew that this was a failure. Like there was a point at which they're like, yeah, oh yeah. God, we spent so much time on the pinstripes <laughs> and now we're just left with this shitty, shitty jersey. <laughs> yeah. It's like the designer probably did a really good job and then somebody came back and was like, Actually, uh, I was thinking that instead of just pin, like pinstripes, like maybe say Showtime, and somebody says that's a great idea, but Let's not just Showtime. Stats. Showtime, yeah. three time, five time. Um, yeah, and the three and the five are for his MVPs and, and championships. It's like, yeah. yeah, but like they don't call yeah. that out. Like it should say three X MVP, five time champion. It's not like there's mm-hmm. any shortage of space. This jersey is a little literally covered in these pinstripes um i think kyle kuzma is the only person on the team who who thinks they're cool and he wears what is what does hard say he wears 
raccoon. Yeah. He also fur. has poor taste in fine tailored suits. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all right, can you can you read us this next quote? Okay. And read, can you read this one in like the yeah. narrator voice? Maybe it's the same voice that like describes mm-hmm. championship rings. Okay. Yeah, I think that that I think that the difference is uh like a little less like, yeah. happy. It's just yes, like reverential. Yes. Across the chest, the name appears with the team name. Whoops. <laughs> try that again. Try that Blue again. That. You missed the most important word. <laughs> Across the chest, the city name appears with the team name because magic considers them one and the same, a community staple. Magic reps the organization, the city of L.A., and other areas of California through his work dedicated to revitalizing neighborhoods and boosting employment where it's needed the most. Really? What? <laughs> Again, what does any of this have to do with him as a basketball player? I, I barely kept it together at <laughs> and other, other areas, areas of California. California. Like... But boosting employment? No one is going to fact check this thing. Just just say Magic reps the organization and the city of LA. Why do you need to include and other areas of California? Like, it's too small of a market. Like, we need to think bigger than LA. Oh my gosh. And, like, so, again, what's really dumb here is they've just crammed in Los Angeles. Yeah. Over Lakers. Yeah. Here's the thing mm-hmm. with these jerseys. They can say whatever you want. There's mm-hmm. no rule that says you have to have the Laker logo on them. You know what would have mm-hmm. been really, really cool? Let, let's, let's do some word what? association here real quick. Uh, okay. When I say magic, what's the first word that comes to mind? Johnson. <laughs> I hate you right now. Sorry, let me say this again. When I say Magic Johnson's Lakers, what's the first word that comes to mind? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I hate you so much. You know what I want you to say. Can you just tell me? Can you just tell? Can you just say? Showtime. Oh, oh man. What did you think I was getting at? Fine tailored suits. When I think Magic Johnson, no boosting employment. I once heard him give an interview about um, Dodgers. About, oh, Dodgers. Okay, okay. I once heard an interview where he was talking about uh, a movie theater that he revitalized in like a very bad part of Los Angeles. And when he explained uh-huh. like how he went about it, all he did was talk about racial stereotypes in relations to the type of food that he thinks black people would prefer to eat while watching a movie. Like he was. He was like, I'm going to That's do what he that. did. This was, his, this was what he did and why he claimed it was successful. He's like, I know that, that black people like hot food, so I didn't just serve hot dogs. I put some jalapenos on them. Like, and it was, it, was, Kobe it, was just, it was just literally like ethnic stereotype after ethnic stereotype of him saying all the things, man... Kobe's being like a racist watchdog right now. He's like, don't get yourself into trouble here. Um, anyways, so his business practices are, are interesting. Um, uh, you can put whatever you want in these jerseys. You know what would be really cool? Mm. Is a jersey that says Showtime. Yeah. yeah. Or, yeah. or Los Angeles or Lake Show. You can put anything you uh, want on yeah. it. How dope would a yeah. Lake Show jersey be? Way really cooler dope. than one Especially that says Los Angeles Lakers, and then Showtime three x five x. Um, my last point on this, and I'm sorry, but but we at this point we've become the preeminent Lakers jersey podcast. Um, <laughs> our team colors are purple and gold, not purple and black. I think that someone yeah. at Nike yeah. needs to be reminded of this because the new purple jerseys, I think that they're actually cool. I've kind of come around on them. But I think uh-huh. they would be cooler if the side paneling was yellow or gold. Yes. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. And uh, I've noticed with this jersey again, it's like it's purple and then there's a lot of black and then there's some gold accents. Mm -hmm. I I just mm -hmm. don't, they just have not been able to get one of these things right yet. Yeah. No. Our current no. yellow no. ones and, are, and are, are the best that they've had they're, of they're the, the Nike best. jerseys. They're the best, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, and I mean for whatever, $500, shit <laughs> better, shit better be right. Seriously. I don't know. I, yeah, yeah. It's, oh gosh, it's so frustrating. Thankfully, we only have to uh, wear them uh, for a year and then they're, we'll mm, never have to mm. see them again. But the Kobe ones were so yeah. sweet. I know, I know, I know, I know. Yeah, if you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're going to have a black, black Dominic, Dominic color, color, don't make it one of the three, whatever, whatever it's not, it's not home way, away and alternate, alternate anymore. It's some other, some other names, names, but. Yeah, I actually, I really love what the, um, the Miami Heat did. They took yeah, their white yeah. Miami Vice jerseys and just made them black. Mm -hmm. They realized really that they cool. had really landed on something amazing. Yeah, yeah. How cool would have like a, a like a totally whited out version of last year's jersey been? Yeah, like yeah. the snake print, white yeah, on white, yeah. uh -huh, uh -huh. and just and just said like, hey, I'll we're buy. gonna we're gonna give one more to Kobe. We retired two of his yeah, numbers, yeah. so we're gonna give him two jerseys. While right they on, right went on. back to the drawing board on the magic ones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> God, it's so bad. Yeah, I want a Lake yeah. Show jersey. That's that's what I want. Um, all right, wrapping up here, just want to run through the games we've got coming up for the rest of the month. Uh, and Luke, I want you to tell me as I read them if you think they're a win or a loss. Okay. Okay. Uh, first, uh, November 14th, this Wednesday, we are uh, playing Portland in LA. Win. Win. Okay. Uh, next up, Saturday, November 17th, we are at Orlando. Win. Win. Uh, next night, another back to back, fourth of the season. On November 18th, uh, we are at Miami. Lost. Okay. Uh, next, on Wednesday, November 22nd, we are at Cleveland. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, after that, we are Friday, November 23rd versus Utah. Since it's at home. At home. Win. All right. Uh, after that, we've got Sunday, November 25th versus Orlando. Win. Win. Next, we've got... Uh, Tuesday, November 27th at Denver. Lose because JaVale won't be able to bring Denver. Too high. Uh, next up, Thursday, November 29th versus Indiana. I think Depot's going to smoke us. Okay. So I'm going to test that as well. And then we close out the month uh, uh, on November 30th uh, versus Dallas. Bounce back, win. Okay, so that's six wins out of nine, nine games. Nine. Um, mm -hmm. So that would put us at, would it be 13 and nine? So how, do, how would yeah. you feel about 13 and nine going into December? Uh, pretty good, because I, I, I think that that... Like, I was I was assuming that we would have more losses pre All Star break than post All Star break, and getting our lumps in early is okay. Assuming that we're trending up in terms of like ratio to win win loss, and so like if if we took that big of a leap, where now all of a sudden the ratio is you know six to yeah, three, two to one, great, like two to one, like that's that's where we need to get to. Um, obviously that this isn't the toughest part of the schedule. I mean, mm. like these are some winnable no, games. No, we're coming out of um, one of our toughest, one yeah, of the toughest parts exactly. of the schedule. There, there is a scenario where we win all of these. And I was, I was, <gasps> Ooh, there is. Wow. There is. The toughest would be the back to back, uh, the two back to backs. Um, I mean, I think, uh, I think the, the Utah, Orlando, yeah. Denver, Indiana, I think that's like, the, yeah. You're the right. toughest stretch in that, here. That's the that is. Um, we haven't played Utah yet. Uh, no. Right. No. Yeah. So that that'll be interesting. That'll be a good test. Um, uh, but yeah, I think that there's a scenario. All right. I don't think it'd be easy. We'd have to get a lot of fifty-fifty games, but I mean that would be crazy. Being sixteen and six. Oh, we'd we'd probably be number two in the West. Uh, yeah, I think we would be. All right, let's do it. It's possible. It's possible. <laughs>
All right, so thirteen and nine. That's what we're that's what we're shooting yeah, for by that's, the end of the month. All right, that that feels realistic well, to me. What do you what do you think? Is that similar? Uh, yeah, I think I think we can beat Portland. I think we can beat Orlando. Yeah. I uh, I actually think we can beat Miami. I think I yeah. I think I could see us uh, winning seven of these. Cool. So I think I I think I would put us at fourteen and eight. Sweet. Fingers crossed. Be great. Some John. Thank you uh, for this yeah, long one. Thanks, man. It was, a lot it was of fun. longer than we expected, but for sure. Hopefully, everyone enjoys it. A lot to talk about. I want to thank all of our followers for joining us on that uh, journey through uh, Lakers. I don't know hypotheticals. <laughs> <laughs> um, please subscribe to our pod on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many others. Check us out on social media at www.lukewaltontalkslakers.com for more. Thank you, Luke. I'm gonna go uh, you, buy myself some fine tailored suits. I'm I'm gonna go restore uh, a boost employment. <laughs> Good luck. I'm, I'm not gonna revitalize neighborhoods. <laughs> just boost employment. <laughs> that actually that just sounds like gentrification. <laughs> I mean. He has a pinstripe jersey because of his appreciation for fine suits. <laughs> the Lakers City Edition top hat. It's, oh my god, it's so weird. It's just so weird. I hate it. I hate it. Alright.